Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. You are going to stop saying what you do until you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt the deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. Yo, what's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Yo, today's going to be a great show. I say that every week. Jay, you say that every week. I sure do. And uh, this is actually something. Uh, what ends up happening with the show is... It'll be something that's been on my mind, my heart, you know, I got to say my heart to make it deep, but it'll be something that I've been thinking about. I've probably been thinking about this for a year or two. You know, it's crazy as much as we talk about things on the podcast, right? It, there's so much that I'll like sit certain topics aside because I like them to bake, you know what I'm saying? And be ready uh, before I talk about them. And so today is one of those. One of those topics that, that is, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, what, I didn't say nothing. Why did I just say yeah? Yeah, you know, I don't know why I do that. Yeah, I know y'all judge me. You know, when you listen to the podcast all the time or anything, anytime you watching people or listening to people consistently, you probably petty and be picking up stuff that I say. It's all good. Judge me. Judge me if you will. All right. So just so y'all know, Last week, uh, we talked about it, episode 166 with Toya, LaToya Early from Chase Great University. That was our very first podcast where we were audio, video at the same time. That means that was the first time you could have went on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everything. And then also went over to YouTube or catch the, um, the live stream on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, Inspire Guys People. Um, as well as my personal Facebook page, I, you know, just stream it from there as well, which is like, let me just say this. That's where most people listen at, but that's not really what I want though. You know, it's kind of weird in the social media world, uh, uh, marketing and entrepreneurship or whatever podcast and whatever you want to call it. It is very tough to build something from scratch and change behaviors. So it's like, I really want to push people to YouTube. That's where I really want y'all listening at inspire guys, people, YouTube, um, but most people right now listen on Facebook, which I'm not complaining about. That's good. Extra advertisement is just like not the preferred channel that I want to try to push people to. And all right. And I'm done with this part. At least show just started. How I'm done. Like I do create additional content for YouTube. So just know, even though the least amount of people is going to YouTube, that's where the most amount of content will be. Now we'll continue to do this audio uh, so if you listen to via audio, nothing is going to change for you. You're a once a weeker. We got once a week content for you. But if you want more content, shorter form content in some cases, different things, and you want to see some slides, slide to the, all right, why am I doing this? This ain't, this ain't starting off good. I got to stop being random. But if you want to see some visuals, some slides and things like that, um, you know, check us out on YouTube, Inspire Guys People. The link is in the description of the show. Even if you're listening on audio, why don't you just read the description and scroll on through and start clicking some links, listening to some music. Shout out to everybody who listens to my music, by the way. And I will say something really cool about that. Um, the listeners of my music, I was looking at the data the other day and 75% of my listeners listen to the complete song without skipping through it. You know what that, you know what? I love y'all. I love y'all. And those numbers are fairly close to the same for the podcast uh, via audio. I think it was, um, it, it goes between like 68 and 75%. Sometimes it's in the 60s, but 60%, 68 to 70% of people who listen to this podcast listen to the entire episode. That's a blessing. And um, what else we got going on? I guess that's it. I want to jump into this content. I really want to spark be a catalyst to change in lives like the goal of this content is to speak to the leader in you speak to the king and king and queen in you to speak to your purpose 
Like I said last week, sometimes your purpose is dormant on the inside of you. And I am like so focused and committed right now to continue to create content that speaks to that best part of you. So we're going to be diving deeper. And that's why I want to do some audio stuff. And I really believe this. Mark my word. For the people who take this content seriously, I literally believe it'll change your life. I don't have no reason to lie. I'm not even charging y'all for nothing. I don't make no money off this. And I'm not saying that as like I need like as like a a victim type. I don't make any money off of this. Feel sorry for me. No, that's not what I'm saying. The focus of this content is literally to change lives. And so I don't have a reason to lie to you. I don't have nothing to gain off the line. Like this is going to change your life and it don't change your life. And it's like, well, it's not like I'm saying this is going to change your life. This miracle water for a small price of four payments of twenty five ninety nine. Just go <laughs> like I'm not saying that we creating content to change lives. This has been like a long five minute intro. So I think it's about time to jump into the content of today's show. And remember, you can also check this out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we had a YouTube video, man, like in two days. Like, I don't know why. A little short clip, like 85 views. You know, a lot of them, I tell y'all, it's like 25, 30s or something. Hey, we, listen. And we had about six, seven new subscribers in the let. Come on now. Come on now. Give me, give me a high five. Hey, y'all know what I hate? High fives. I literally hate high fives, yo. Like, I hate being in scenarios. It's usually at work. And it's like we had a game or something or or you bowling. I hate being in situations and scenarios where it's required of me to give people a high five. Like I have to continue to a raise my hand and then touch your hand. That's two violations right there. I don't want to keep raising my hands. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to touch your I'm weird. I don't like touching people's hands. I probably never told y'all that holding hands in church, holding hands to pray. Uh, judge me. Ju- I'm sorry. I'm just, this is just a transparent moment. Like it ain't, it ain't my thing, bruh. I don't like to, I don't know where your hands been. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really the challenge I have is like, I don't know where your hands have been. And now I have to hold them. And what if I'm not buying no water? What if I ain't buying no sink right now? And I make a mistake and eat a piece of candy or something five minutes later with your hand juice on it. No, I'm good. And that, that, yeah, that's about enough to make you, you know, let me, let me stop talking before I make some people mad enough to stop listening. Thank you to all my listeners, all jokes aside. I appreciate you being here and a part of the Inspire Guys People family. And I hope you are getting something from this content that is valuable to your life. Feel free to email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com and let me know what you think or leave some comments on these videos and stuff. Shout out to everybody doing that. Shout out to Helen. Helen. You're all right with me. And I, yes, I'm calling out one person because she went back commenting on replay videos. You know what I'm saying? She missed a couple videos and went back. Shout out to everybody commenting. Nod and said one person name and it's all kind of people commenting, going to be mad. But, hey, she was commenting on the live and she went back. So go back and comment on the other videos and I'm like, say your name on the podcast too. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let me let me just shut up and let's get into this content. People, I'm your host Jay Will, and this is Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Today is episode 167, and you know what it is: do what you love. That's the topic of the day, man. Um, so I'm excited. This is something I've been thinking about probably for two years, something like that. And we're going to talk about this idea of like, you ever hear somebody talk about how it's like, Hey man, you want to have a job that you love or a career that you love. And we're going to try to answer this question of like, should I be going after what I love? Should I be trying to go after, you know, something else like do this job because I make money. Should I quit my job because I don't love it. So we're going to explore this concept of, you know, doing what you love. A uh, couple things before we jump into the content, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, Ashley Pope and a good morning podcast. I was actually on her podcast this week as well. So I want y'all to check that out. If you're looking, uh, watching this on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, just look in the link of the description of the show and I will link her uh, podcast as well. And uh, we had a dope conversation around uh, discipline and consistency 
And so um, she asked some great questions. It was also a video podcast, so you can listen on Apple Podcasts or you can watch uh, via video as well. So, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? A little cross-podcast action. A shout-out to Ashley and, uh, you know, keep doing what you do. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, what else we got going on, man? Um, hopefully y'all, y'all like the countdown video. You know, we, we trying to grow, baby. We, you know, we trying to grow. And if you're listening on Apple, Apple podcasts or uh, Spotify or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you still getting the content, but you missing a little bit of the visual action. Uh, so, uh, shout out to everybody that is watching and listening, um, all across the world. We appreciate y'all trying to grow the video content. So please like, uh, what is it? Like, share, subscribe. You know, I got to, you got to get the new, the little intros together now. Please like, share, subscribe to my channel. Click the notifications, all those little things, the little disclaimer. So enough of that. Let's talk about doing what you love and explore this idea, man. Cause I think this is, uh, something that a lot of people find themselves thinking about and trying to think through. And, uh, you know, of course I got some slides. So of course we, we going to jump to some slides for sure, for sure. Um, so let's, you know, think about this idea of doing what you love. So the first thing is, you know, what's love got to do with it? So I know like when I'm thinking about um, a career or a path for my life, this is serious stuff. You feel me? Like you should really be putting time into like trying to figure out like what you really want to do. Now, there's something I want to say before we jump into this. One of the most challenging things about this stuff is that we judge our whole life on the minority. And what I mean by that is like celebrities and people, they, they jump up and they tell these success stories and don't get me wrong. Like their stories are motivating. They're inspirational, but I'm a person that believes in taking inventory and really like being real with myself around like what my skill sets are, how to maximize my skill set. But what happens is we typically chase what's thrown in front of us. That's why you have like, you know, how many people stand in line for American Idol, you know, thousands of people stand in line and, you know, for hours because everyone has this dream because that dream has been thrown in our face so much. Um, Not so many people are necessarily standing in line to be an astronaut, at least not that I know of. Right. Because that's not presented presented to us as like this flashy dream that we should be chasing. And so a lot of times we end up loving stuff just because we are told to love it. And that's something I really want you to think about before we jump into this content is like, you know, why do you love something? And is it just because, oh, when I was eight years old and my, you know, grandma took me to a Michael Jackson concert. Now I love that. But it's like, you know, being real with myself, a, do I have what it really takes to be the best of the best? And am I willing to give that or what, like, do I kind of like it or do I love it? Because in order to be great at something, which we're going to talk about, I'm jumping a little bit ahead of myself, but in order to like be that best of the best, you got to really be, you you can't just love the thing. You have to love the process. And I think for a lot of us, we love the results that something brings. We love the trophies or the awards. Like we love the idea of standing in front of a million people, accepting a Grammy and people watching all over the world. Like, but we don't necessarily love, you know, rehearsing for 10 hours for one song or, you know, sacrificing, hanging out with our friends because we got to, you know, get ready for a big performance or uh, being focused on writing music versus partying. You know, you're as an artist, like especially the artists in the world, you these people might be creating the music that people party to. But your favorite artists don't necessarily live the lifestyle that they talking about because they can't be. Even even worldly great, you can't be that without some level of sacrifice. So I want us first to really be thinking, like, what does it really mean to love something? Not someone. We ain't talking about relationships and stuff. We talking about to love something. A lot of us say we love things, but it's like, do you really love it? And then again, this is something that's hard for people. Like it's like the 80, uh, 80, 20 real rule, the uh, Pareto uh, principle. And it's, it's hard for people to realize that like, you know, when you think about like who gets most of the Grammys, it's the same people every year, really. Like it's the 
things are top heavy. Like that top 20% gets 80% of the accomplishments. Probably 80% of the music streams are probably, you know, 20% of the artists, you know, your Drake's and Jay-Z's and in the Christian world, Kirk Franklin's and Maverick City and these people, you know, but you have thousands of other artists. So you got to ask yourself too, well, if I love something and I'm ranked number 15,000, you know, and I'm nowhere near the top, Am I, do I love it enough to put in the effort that it takes to get to the top and also endure the hardships and obstacles that are going to come while I'm trying to chase the top? You feel what I'm saying? So these are all the things you really got to be thinking about as you ask yourself, do you love something? Now, here's the example I have, right? Like Michael Jordan. I used to love basketball growing up. I used to watch Michael Jordan come fly with me or Michael Jordan's playground all these little videos you watch before and then you go outside and you try to get busy on the court, right? And Michael Jordan got cut from the team in high school. You feel me? That was his story. That's the inspiration behind Michael Jordan. Everybody, you know, knew growing up in the 90s, like, oh, man, like Michael Jordan, you knew that story. And we all was watching the same video. So here you have thousands and probably millions of kids across the world watching one story, all seeing themselves in that story. You know what's crazy? I got cut from the team in high school. So it's like, ooh, here go my Michael Jordan Jordan story. But, you know, well, part of it is I'm not – and it ain't all hype. I, I hate when people try to make sports just about hype. Like, but I ain't 6'6". Six, six. I wasn't tapped into an AAU program. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up, like, finding that out when I got to high school and I went to a competitive high school as far as athletics. I'm like, oh, all these kids already – was like in the AAU program, in the system, in the farm system, being pushed through the school. And it's like, I'm already behind. So, like, I ain't, like, my story didn't end like Mike. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, like, sometimes you got to be real with yourself. Like, it's like, oh, I'm in the 80% on this one. I'm in that 80% of people that didn't have what it take to make it as far as hooping at the end of the day. And so at some point, you got to be real about yourself. I might love basketball, for instance. I might love hooping, but anybody who knows me know that there was a shift in my life from hooping. Um, then I went kind of to music, but it was, it was kind of the same thing. Then music more so to business. Here's my point. I really loved basketball. Anybody who knew me growing up knew that I loved it. But at the end of the day, at some point, love got to make sense. You feel me? And love might have to make sense when you're 22 years old and you out of college and it's like the chances of you making the NBA is one in three trillion now. You might have to move on to something else. Or, you know, when I switched over to rap, and yeah, I've had successes in music and things like that. But it's like you get to another point in music where it's like, all right, you hit a certain age or, you know, for me doing Christian as the genre. I'm like, I don't really see like a lot of success, like for real, for real in Christian rap. Like, I don't see that success where you can like retire for the rest of your life. Maybe maybe two or three artists are at that level. Right. But that's a very low percentage in comparison to the number of Christian rappers that are out there. So then I have to ask myself, how much do I love Christian rap? How much do I love rap? I might really like it. I've been rapping my whole life since being in a high school with people making beats on the lunch table with their hands and I was freestyling. But at the end of the day, I came to a certain point in my life where the love ran out. It wasn't enough because the bills was too much and I have a wife and responsibilities. And so for me, it would have been delusional for me at a certain point in my life to blindly chase that. Now, that doesn't mean that so you might hear somebody's story and they chased it and they're that one person that made it through. But the reality of it is a lot of times we don't hear the failure stories. And I'm a realist. Like, if you listen to this podcast, I know we only on our second video version, but for the people in audio land who been listening, you know, for the last three and a half years, y'all know that I'm a realist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist, though. So it's like at some point, I like to be real with myself. Like, hey, bro, I don't, this got to make sense. At some point, you know, you, you're 30, 35 years old rapping, and it's like, eh, you're making $200 to go to some church and wait for three hours to go up and they giving you, you know, you got to pay for your chicken dinner and, or somebody don't even want to pay you. And they telling you, we'll let you sell your CDs. Like <laughs> I've heard it all. And I've also had some good situations where people took care of me. So this isn't to take a shot in that way, but I'm saying as a realist, I got to a point in my life where it's like, Hey, you know what? As a rapper, I'm not in the top 
you know, 20% of rappers and people streaming. I might have the talent. I do believe I had that talent. But how much do I love this? Like, do I want to go through those, like, down times? And I don't love it that much. So what I'm saying is you got to know how much you love something. Now, business was different. Business was something for me that I found simultaneously over the last 15 years in my corporate job. You know, in the beginning, it was all like, I love, love, love music. I love, love, love uh, basketball, rap, whatever it is. And I did some good things and then I still make music. So, you know, I have, you know, a lot of music. If you listen to this, please look in the description of the show or just Google J Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. That's one L in J Will. Um, but check out J Will Music. I make music to accompany the content I have now. But at some point, Business made more sense. You feel me? At some point, I got a certain level of promotion. I got a certain level of perks in the business world. I like dealing with people. You know, you um, complete a couple business deals and some transactions and you see some things happen you never seen before. And you know what? It's like, oh, I love that. I, I love that. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, that's how I started growing a love for business over the years. So what am I saying? Sometimes what you think you love isn't what you end up really loving. And why do I say that? Because what was different about business versus rap and basketball is that business also comes with its with its hard times. But I love business enough to endure the hard times. So, again, you know, like for people who are watching this, if you're watching this on a video, this is the beginning of my video journey for this podcast. Like this is the second episode that is a video. And I've made a couple, you know, over the last year, I throw out a video here and there, but nothing consistent. So we're at the beginning, like these are the beginning bricks, right? So we don't have a whole bunch of viewers or it's not going crazy or something like that. But this is part of that process that I love business so much. I'm willing to endure this for business. I'm willing to endure this for the content that I'm building with Inspire Guys People because what? It's my purpose. And that's the difference when you talk about love. Like you loving something, sometimes we say we love something that we only lust. Some of us just lust being an artist. I watch things on TV where people are like, always wanted to be an artist. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm like, hey, well, look, Johnny, you're about to lose. Only one person out of y'all 16,000 are going to win this American Idol. And they're going to have an amazing story. And everybody's going to focus on that story. But nobody's going to talk about the 15,000 people that auditioned and didn't get it and had to find some other way to move on with their life. And that is the reality of life, not to discourage you not to make you not want to go after things. But I think it's all right to be real with yourself while you're going after things, to be a realist and understand the dynamics and, you know, the statistics and probability behind what you're going after. It's like if you're trying to make it to the NBA, it's 400 jobs, 400 jobs. You know how many people hoop in the world between high school, college, overseas, Thousands of people. So let's just use the, the number 100,000 because I know at least 100,000 people trying to go to the NBA. 400 people get a job that 100,000 people are going after. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like 400? That's crazy. 99,600 of y'all got to find something else to do with your life. I was in that number. You feel me? All right, so let's let's go back to... Uh, let's go to this. All right. So what's love got to do with it? When we, when we talk about what's love got, got to do with it, um, you know, w- the question is, why do people want to do what they love? You know, and some of the things is like it makes them happy, right? Like it, we all want to be happy at the end of the day. Uh, secondly, it comes to them easier naturally. And that, you know, might just be like, hey, if you a singer, it, it singing makes you happy. It's more natural for you to do than working at your job. You know, if you are processing mortgage paperwork, that is not necessarily fun. At least it doesn't sound like it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily come to you naturally. So it's hard for you to be like, I love this. So a lot of people, um, follow their emotion and, and because love, you know, it's an emotion. Um, and Hey, look, the reality is some people just hate their current job. Right. And so you can't see another way out. You hate it. And you like, I want to go after what I love. And then lastly, like, you know, look, the reality is doing what you love can give you a sense of purpose. So the first thing I just wanted to outline was that like, let's wrap our mind around like, yo, why do people even go after what they want, what they love? 
And is that a good thing? Like it can be a good thing. And part of what I want you to walk away with here today, like, look, if you knew listening to my content, I'm not a person that just tells you what to do. I don't, what to do. I don't paint with a broad stroke. I don't try to make it seem like it's one universal answer other than Jesus Christ to everything, but it's more about challenging you with content, presenting you with new ways of thinking so that you can critically think through this yourself and ask yourself these questions. Because unfortunately what ends up happening now is people blindly chase what they quote unquote love only to find out when they're knee deep in it, that they only lust it. And lust is not enough to follow through on a commitment long-term. So a lot of people find themselves lost out here in the world. And the reality is time has passed them by. Maybe it's like, man, maybe you 37 now and it's like, man, like it's hard to start your career at this point. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Don't, don't, don't take it as that because you can do it. My point is you have to assess your own life and figure out what am I willing to sacrifice and be real about time wasted. One thing I like to be real about, I just told y'all, like I didn't make it in basketball. Like, that's the reality. I wasn't good enough. I might've thought I was a good player, but at some point in my life, I couldn't blame the coaches that didn't pick me. I couldn't blame teammates or other people or whatever. I just had to look in the mirror and say, yo, you just wasn't good enough to make it, but you are good enough for something else. There's purpose in you. And then I started doing music and I did some good things in music. I had more success in music than I had in hooping. But at the end of the day, I came to a point where it was like, yo, music, even though it's something I will continue to do, it's not who I want to be. So I don't want to build my life and my expectations of re- responsibilities um, around music because I think it is a very um, a tough business. And one of the tough things, for an example, about that this business, like I interviewed Montel Jordan for my podcast like three weeks ago. And Montel talked about, you know, the challenges that he had. I advise you to go listen to the episode. I think it was like 165, if I'm not mis- uh, mistaken. And, of course, it's entitled This Is How We Do It. Um, shout out to Montel. Um, but he talked about some of the challenges of being in the record um, industry. And one of the things, uh, I don't know if he shared this on the podcast or after, I don't remember, but he talked about, like, how the record company had an, had an, a vision. Like they wanted him to be, you know, that R and B symbol, right? Where ladies is coming after you. So he had to hide his marriage. That was something that the label wanted him to do. Hide your marriage. And at some point him and his wife had to walk away from that and value their marriage over just, Hey, I love doing music or I love being an artist. And what I'm telling you is what you have the Bible. Jesus told the disciples before they follow him, count up the cost. Like Jesus is a realist. Jesus literally told people like, oh, don't blindly follow me. Like count up the cost of what you're going to have to give up if you walk down this path. And the point I'm making is sometimes we saying we're loving, we love things, but we haven't counted up the cost. We only think we love it because we ain't really assessed it because a lot of us are too lazy to strategize and to plan and to understand what are my limits? What are my capabilities? uh, What are my boundaries? Those are all things you should know about yourself. And so for me, as an example, just trying to give y'all like some real life example, right? When it came to music, one of my boundaries was I am not willing to do anything to become famous, right? So that's just me. That's just a personal boundary. I'm not willing to try to like become something else so that people can like me. I, I struggle with the idea of trying to get people to like me anyway. Like I'm just me. Either you like connect with what I'm doing or you don't. That's more so my approach. But in order to be successful in music, to be marketed well, to sell enough albums, you got to be like a politician. You got to be walking around. It's like when an artist just looks in the audience like, and, and somebody yells out, I love you. And he's just like, I love you too. I love you too, baby. Like all that, that's not me. Like I, I don't want to do the fake thing. I don't want to try to like package myself as a star or like be like, oh, now I got to like wear new clothes every time I leave the house. Like, no, I want to go to Walmart in these jogging pants and this t-shirt with a hole in the back because I'm cutting the grass and I just needed to stop and come get a tool. I don't want to turn Walmart into like a paparazzi trip. Right? So those are my boundaries. So in being real with myself, I'm like, yo, you don't love, you don't love music, the music industry. You might love making music, but you don't love the music industry. And unfortunately, because you don't love the music industry, we're doing the things that it takes to be like a major artist That's not a path you should take because it's outside of your boundaries. You don't love it enough to be committed to everything that it takes. Like that's not you. So I had to go to something else. I love business. 
I love self-development, helping people. I love making a big transaction. I love that. I love growth. Like, so I thought I loved basketball. I thought I loved music, but I really lusted after those things and maybe some of the lifestyles that they presented. But what I really love, I love business. I love consulting and helping other people. I love presenting content. I love making big deals. I love networking. I love making connections in business and the relationships that you build over time. I love starting something from scratch or like, inter, you know, meeting somebody. You know, I did a lot of cold calling in business at one point and you meet someone cold calling and then you see the results of what you did for their business. I've had people contact me after a big business deal that I had to convince them to do and tell me like, yo, I appreciate you, man. Like if you ever in my side of town, dinner on me or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't take the dinner, no bribes, no, no gifts or nothing like that. If anybody's watching. All right. So let's, uh, let's move beyond this. Um, so then the question becomes like, what's the problem then? Like based on everything I just laid out, it sounds pretty dope to do what you love. So what's the problem? Doing what you love is good, right? So here, here's just a couple things I, I, I laid out for y'all. Um, look, no, I don't like that one. I like this view better. You know what I'm saying? We getting used to the views or whatever. Um, love doesn't pay bills. So like I told y'all, you know, for me, um, and just, you know, being real with myself, I had to be real about the fact that love doesn't pay bills. So I might love making music, you know, but the reality of it is, you know, artists make like a penny off of a thousand streams. So I don't know. You got to listen to a song 10,000 times before I make a dollar. And I don't know if that number is exact, but it's something crazy like that. You have to listen to music a lot for people to make a little bit of money. For me, I'm a numbers guy. And so at the end of the day, when I crunch the numbers and I'm like, whoa, I need to go out and get this many people to listen to my music in order to do this. And on top of that, this doesn't come with health insurance. Uh, this one doesn't come with any other added benefits or perks. This don't come with a company car. This don't come with a company phone or iPad or tablet or nothing. And I'm doing all of this. The numbers don't add up. And then on top of that, what is the marketplace for me, right? Like, does what I love doing have an actual market for it? Does, is there a customer base that's willing to pay for this? At the end of the day, if it's not, don't get me wrong. Some people might be like, it's not about the money. I'm not mad at that. Well, let's say I just love making music and I say it's not about the money, but then I have a wife and we need to live somewhere. Like I can't tell the mortgage company or the landlord or wherever I live, like, yo, it's not about the money. I just love to make music. And they're going to look at me like, yo, but this is about the money. Or I can't go to the grocery store and say, hey, it's not about, it's not about the money. I made a new song. And when my wife says she's hungry, then I'm just, hey, let me rap a verse to you. I know you're hungry. I'm a rap to you right now. Listen, this is not to discourage you from going after what you love. This is to challenge you to put what you love in perspective. Because sometimes I think we are driven by what we love because we don't understand how to process it. We just jump to doing that full time. Like, I want to do what I love. That works for some people. Their situation might be different. Your situation might be different. It might work for you, but it might not. What I'm saying is not either side is not necessarily right or wrong. But you may need to listen to another side of the story before you just make that decision. You feel what I'm saying? Let's jump back into it. Um, the other problem is sometimes people are chasing what they love just because it's an escape of responsibility. And that look, I'm look, that's just real. You know, and again, if you're watching this, um, if you listen into this and not uh watching it, there are some slides on the screen. So that's what I keep referencing. Um, an escape of responsibility. And then like What's an example of that? Like when you think about escaping responsibility, it's like, you know, hey, would I rather go to work and learn how to process mortgage paperwork or whatever, or would I just whether wake up and sing? And some of us are, and this is how I know it's really less than I love for real, is because we don't love it enough to work on it. You feel what I'm saying? We just doing what we love, but we not even serious about that. You're not even the best at that. Like, come on, bro. Like, how you gonna, how you gonna base your whole life around this? And then you just want to wake up and be lazy and do what you want to do when you want to do it. And if you don't have a boss, like I have an episode entitled BYOB, you should look it up. It's like episode 60 something, be your own boss. And the whole idea behind that episode to touch on it is just that what would you do if you didn't have a boss telling you what to do? And the reality with some of us is, we haven't developed ourselves enough to be our own manager. You should be your own manager. I don't need a manager to tell me to work or to do this or that. 
I am my own manager. You feel what I'm saying? Like you are capable of being able to do that. So the other thing is love is blind, man. Like let, let's just be real. Love is so blind. Uh, love doesn't allow you to see the reality of everything. Again, love make us do crazy thing. Hey, I, I love making music and you can be chasing what you love and losing what you love at the same time. Like there are people who chase what they love and lose their family, lose their wife or their husband and like don't have the connection with their kids. Like love is so blind. You have to make love see like you got to paint like the eyes for love. Like, okay, love, I know you got to put it in this proper place, proper place. That was a tongue twister. I can talk. You know what I'm saying? I can't talk. Oh, wait a minute for the people that's, is this the, oh, this ain't the, I can talk. Uh, mug. I got another mug around here. Everybody who listens to the show knows that I say, uh, I could talk. And there's another mug. I got to bring the I can talk mug. I got to start showing that mug whenever I do the I can talk. That's new. Um, love is blind. And then, um, look, love is an excuse to be lazy. Um, like I said, you love music, but you don't rehearse before a big show. Um, why do what you love and not be great? Like, look, that if, if there was any, uh, real challenge and question that I want you to be thinking about is like, if you going to do what you love, how you not going to be great in it? Like if you say, yo, I want to be an artist and this is what I'm going to put my efforts toward full, full time. Or, um, I don't, I, it wouldn't matter to me if you was a full time pastor, like whatever you're going after and you saying, this is what I want to do. Or if you work in corporate America, like me, like I want to be great. I give a lot to my job, like a lot of effort towards being great um, in every role that I have. Because for me, if I say I love business and I come on this show and talk about being a leader and all these business principles, then I need to be trying to be the absolute best that I could be. Um, here's what I want you to think about. Um, and I probably said this on the audio podcast before, but there is something when new cars come out called the proving ground. So when you think about the cars that's coming out now, like um, 2022 cars, whatever it is, um, you go pick up a car um, or just hits the showroom right now. Before that show, that car hit the showroom, there was a lot of testing behind the scenes to see if that car was ready for real life, for the roads and for the conditions that you're going to be dealing with when you in that car. That's why we got crash test. Was it crash test dummies? I can talk like so the whole idea behind it is. We need to go through these simulations to prove it out. So with a car on the proving grounds, um, you take a car and you drive it and you handle it. Like my dad and my brother have done these jobs before, like where they just drive a car. I remember one time my brother, he had a, dr a job driving this car and um, he would have to drive it for eight hours a day. That was his job, a luxury car. He, his his job was literally go pick up a, this luxury car, drive it for eight hours a day. And then come back. That was his job. And I remember he was telling me about the job, like how it handles, how it like how it feels, the interior. Excuse me. And I was like, uh, yo, I went and I, I went and bought the car. Like I, I went and got my wife the car. I was like, oh, like my brother had was working this working this job to prove out this car. And he had convinced me to look into this car. I look into it. And this was, you know, this was a. Uh, Back in like 2015, 2016, I bought my wife this car. And so my point is at the end of the day, like when you go through the proving grounds to test something out, like you're testing it out to see what it's made of. And a lot of us haven't gone through our proving grounds. Like we haven't maxed out our speed. We haven't seen like, all right, how much do it take before I overheat? Right. I'm not saying you should be going and running yourself until you tired or stressed out. But you should know what your capabilities are. Again, if you got a car, go in there and look at that. Um, look at the speedometer. Like, look, look at how fast your car goes. Somebody had to max that out before. Some test simulation had to max that out so that they can know this car could go this fast for real. Like everything on your car, the crash, the airbags, they've been tested. That's why they get rated. They had to see, could this handle it in a simulation? And the problem with a lot of us is we're walking around and we're saying we, we love stuff that we haven't proved. We haven't proved our love and gone through the process of like, yo, all right, Jay, you say you want to be a leader. You say you love leadership. Have you have you tested it out? Hey, a lot of us get opportunities to be managers and create excuses. I don't want to do that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I ain't selling out. Or y'all know how these managers, whatever it is. No, you say you want to be that, Jay, go through the proven grounds. 
And that's my position is on it. It's like if you love something, you need to know what your what is your max speed. Just like you can go in your car and look at all the uh, features that it has, right? When you buy a new car, it's like, oh, we got automatic lock. We got an app to start the car. We got the sunroof for the panoramic and the trunk closer, all this stuff, like all these features. What are your features? You should know your features. Like you should know like, oh, I come with great people leadership skills and um, I'm great with building relationships and closing a deal. I'm an excellent negotiator. Like these are your features. You should know your features. If I love business, I should know what, what my max efforts are like. All right, what are your capabilities? And then I should also know where I need to grow. And so it's one thing to say you love something, but if you're not going to be great at it and you're just going to be lazy, hey, I love music, but you never rehearse. You never put in the time. Why? Because it comes so easy to you. Sometimes we're chasing what we love because it's easy. And when whenever you chase what's easy, you sell yourself short. Like, quote me on that. Whenever you chase what's easy, you are selling yourself short. And a lot of us are living the easy life, the average life, but we want great results. And you're never going to get them until you max yourself out. And now, the, the improve yourself out to understand what your limitations are. Not to exceed your limitations. If you know your car starts shaking when you get to 90 miles an hour, I'm not telling you to go to 100, right? I had a Neon when I was uh, in high school. My grandmother bought me a Neon because I had a 3.6 a grade point average in 11th grade and she brought bought me a neon and uh one day i was late to work on i-94 traveling east i worked at major magic off 15 and gratitude right so i'm on 94 and i'm late to work i'm like let me see how fast this thing can go now a neon might have had 110 on the dash right if i'm remembering right and uh your man's your man's hit 92 when I start going 92 in a car that maxes out at 110, that car was shaking. And I was like, okay, I can't hit 92 in a neon, right? But so again, I, I tested the limitations so that I can know where I need not to do next time. You're not testing your limitations to exceed them or dra- drain yourself, but you might be capable of more than you think you are simply because you haven't been on the proven grounds. All right. So hopefully that, hopefully that, you know, makes sense or whatever. Let's see what else we got. Be great. This is just a quote I had, you know, as I was putting this together, just a quote that I wanted to share. Be great at something because love isn't a feeling. It's an action. So again, some of us are chasing lust, right? We're chasing lust and we think it's love, but that feeling that you feel sometimes ain't love. That's lust, right? Love is the action. And so when I say be great at something, what I'm telling you is versus simply doing what you lust, doing what you feel like you love, be great at something to prove that you love it. Get on the proven grounds, like get on that test track, be that crash test dummy. Like, it's just like, yo, upload, like I'm doing right now. Like I'm I'm being transparent about this process. So that wherever it goes, we can look back and be like, oh, okay, like I was, this was the beginning of Jay's YouTube journey. And the beginning of this YouTube journey is like, I'm a crash test dummy right now. I'm just trying to see what works. Like what, what, uh, what slides do I like? What, what, um, camera angles do I like? What part of the studio do I want to sit in when I'm doing my live video? Whatever it is, like where do people watch? Right now, most people are watching on Facebook, but I want people to be watching on YouTube. How do I grow to YouTube, right? How do I um, share the clips of the content, which we also do on the YouTube, but also want the audio to continue to grow. We got people listening all over the world and various countries every week um, on the audio. I want to grow that. So what I'm saying is I'm on the proving grounds right now. We've been doing Inspire Guys people for three and a half years. By the grace of God, we've been doing really well. I don't want to stop at really well. I want to get to great. You get what I'm saying? So I've, I've proved that we could do really well. I, I proved that we could hit 20, 30 countries and like shout out to everybody who emails and we have testimonies of people who where this podcast has literally changed their life in the audio. And I am so proud to be a part of that and so honored and grateful that people will share their stories and how they've listened to every single episode. I have so many people who have listened to every single episode, right? But I don't want to stop at good. How do we grow that and get to great? I want to be great at this. I want to share great content. Hey, if I've reached, you know, a thousand people and changed their life, I want to reach 
2000 and not just because it's the number of people, because I love this content and I love what I'm sharing. And I literally believe it changes lives. Um, but also because I want to be great at whatever I touch and love ain't a feeling for me. Love is an action. I'm on the proving grounds. I'm committed to growing the YouTube and just at least being consistent. Even if I fall on my face, everybody's going to see it. Well, at least, well, 80 people might see it because everybody ain't watching. My point is, it's, it's sometimes we play it too safe because we want to be lazy and we want to do what we love, which is really what we lust, which is really just the feeling, which really doesn't push us to create any action behind it, right? This is about action. Do what you love. Yeah, be great at something to prove that you love it. Get on your proving grounds and see what you're capable of. You cannot continue to go through your life. Cannot continue to go to your life halfway doing it. All right. So, so let's, let's jump back into, into this over here. Let's see, let's see what we got. Um, all right. What's the next slide, man? We got slides, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? We got slides. All right. So peep this out for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. That's John 3.16. Why am I pointing out the fact that he loved, right? Because we're talking about doing what you love. He loved so much that he gave. Gave is an action. Remember, love is not just a feeling. The Bible doesn't say, hey, God so loved the world that he felt bubbly feelings whenever people were around him. That he felt bubbly feelings whenever they prayed to him. No, God so loved the world that he action verb gave his only begotten son so that this world may be saved and not condemned. What is my point? Whatever you love, whatever you so love, you will have an action behind it. Jermaine so loved business that he dot, dot, dot. Uh, so such and such so loved a, B and C that like, so it's one thing to be walking around saying you love something. If you haven't gave nothing, if you haven't had any action behind it, to me, you don't really love it. You don't love it. You don't love a person if there's no action behind it. You don't love a job if there's no action behind it. You don't love a, a purpose or a creative talent or skill if there's no action behind it. If you tell me you love something, tell me the action you put behind it. Don't tell me what you love without telling me what you gave. The Bible consistently reminds us that God loved us, so he gave his son. So we see that literally all throughout scripture that God gave, God gave, God gave. He made a way. He created miracles. He healed the sick. He gave eyesight to the blind. He gave, he gave, he filled with the Holy Spirit. He gave as a comforter. He gave a, a, a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. He gave. God so loved the world that he gave. And the question is, what are you willing to give for what you love? You don't love something if you ain't gave nothing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I hope that makes sense. It's like, so we talk about doing what we love. It's not just this bubbly feeling. We be saying we chasing what we love, but really we just chasing bubbly feelings and stuff that don't really have substance behind it. And that is not going to ultimately get us anywhere. So, all right. I want to talk about the King David effect. All right. And we're talking about really what we're talking about is substance and balance. All right. And I want to go to scripture on this because I want you to see a couple things about this idea of being great at something and proving it out. And if you love it, you will sacrifice for it and you will put effort and energy in it. Like, again, it's one thing to say, Hey, I want to do what I love. Do what I love. Hey, do what I love. Hey, like we want to do what we love, but what are we giving for what we love? Right. And, and are we trying to be great or are we just settling for average? Because what ends up happening, and this is what I love about the parable of the talents, like the parable did not focus on how many talents that someone was given. It focused on what they did with them. And some of us, the more talent we have sometimes, or even the less talent we have, we use the level of talent we have as the barometer for how much effort we're going to give. So for some people, it's like, hey, man, I sing so good. I don't have to rehearse. I just do this. You're like, oh, that sounds amazing. No, uh, of course, it didn't sound amazing when I just did. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, again, it's certain people that can do that. My brother Darius, he could do that right now. The same thing I'm doing. He can make it sound like a song, right? But is he honing that gift? Because he's so talented that he don't have to hone it. And that's some of our problem. It's like, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't like putting people on blast negatively, but there's certain NBA players, right? Where you could just look at them and be like, man, this kid is talented, but they not working on a craft. They not trying to be great because they may be naturally great, but your level of greatness is based on your level of effort and your capability and your capacity. You feel what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you can't base your level of greatness on other people. Just be great at something. Be the best you could be. Go on a proving grounds. Max yourself out. See what you need in order to survive. You might need airbags on the side. And that, like, see, when a car has airbags, they're putting it in places that are most vulnerable, right? So you got to test yourself out. That's the whole reason for the test is to see not just what the capacity of the car is, but to see what level of security and do we need in place to be able to um, make this car safer. You get what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, some of us need to max ourselves out on the proving ground so we can know like, ooh, I get kind of weak in this situation. Ooh, I get kind of weak over here. I need, I need some airbags over here. I need a support system over here because I can't trust myself in this area. Right. And that's what it's about, you know, on, uh, Ashley's, uh, podcast, the good morning podcast, which you should check out, uh, cause I was a guest this week. Uh, we talked about discipline and how discipline is specifically tied to what you do when you're weak. That's all I'm going to say about it. You need to listen to the conversation and hear the rest. But what do you do when you're weak? So discipline is that airbags that you put up, those precautions and safety that you put in place because you know your weaknesses. But the problem with some of us is if you ain't been on the proving grounds, if you haven't done something, if you haven't tried to be great, then you don't know what you're not good at. It's like, in order for me to know where my weaknesses are, where do I need to improve on video? I got to make the videos. Like, we are here now, live and in the flesh, making uh, YouTube videos and Facebook videos and whatever else, and creating content because we're on the proving grounds for Inspire Guys people. There's so much more that we want to do. We've already proved we could do audio. We've already proved we can interview people, and I've interviewed CEOs and different kind of people and artists and whatever, people with amazing stories, right? That's been proven. Now you got to go to the next thing and you got to see what your capabilities are. See what your maximum output is. Have I reached my limit? I don't feel like I have. So when I, when I accomplish a certain level or a certain goal, I'm like, okay, I did that and I'm still surviving. I'm still good. I'm still managing. Let's see if I could do a little more, right? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see, can I do a little more? You know what I'm saying? Like not to, not to burn myself out. Look, I just watched the Top Gun movie and I'm not, this is not a spoiler alert. I like Top Gun a lot. But one of the things in that movie is that there was a, a part of the movie where a person was testing their limits. That's all I'll say. And that, like for me, is representative of how I like to go after greatness and how I like to see how great I can be because it's very easy to settle and it's very easy to be satisfied. And so many of us are living lives of being settled and satisfied. All right, let's keep it going. All right, so we got right here the King David effect. And let's, let's, let's read this scripture real quick. Um, this is first Samuel chapter 16, uh, verse six, starting there, six and, uh, six, seven. I got six, seven and 12, 13. Um, so this is in New Living Translation. So let's read it through, see what I'm talking about and why I'm talking about it. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Verse seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. For I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. All right. So first things that I'm really pointing out here is Samuel was looking to go anoint the next king after God had rejected Saul. And God sent Samuel to Jesse's house to look at his sons. And something happened. Samuel walked in and saw saw um, Eliab and, and was like, Yo, look at like that, that gotta be him. Again, love is more like lust. We think we love something. It's like, Hey, this is it. But God does not judge based simply on the appearance, right? Again, you can love something because you saw it. You, I could see your car and be like, Ooh, I love that car. Right. But I don't know the substance behind it. And what I really want uh, uh, to challenge you to be thinking about is, is there substance within your love or is it just looks? 
Is it just flash? Is it just the glamorous thing, right? So many people on social media try to make every aspect of life seem glamorous right now. And we know that life is not just completely glamorous. It's not all the way, oh, inspire guys, people, just the glamour, faith in business. I'm so successful. I do all these things. I've had successes. Uh, by the grace of God, I've done some cool things. But I also have things that like this that I'm in a crash course on. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my proving ground stage. And it's okay to be real. Now, I also don't think you should be airing out all your dirty laundry for the whole world and just like, I tell people all the time, my life is private, my strategy is public. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to prove anything by anything to anybody by just being, letting you in every aspect of my life publicly online. Like, no, that's, that's a boundary for me. But what I am saying is that regardless of what you see or what you think from what you hear, I try to make sure there's some substance behind it. So when we come on this show and talk about faith and business, I try to make it to where there is some real substance behind what I'm talking about. Some real experience, some real credentials, some real things that I've done to be able to prove it out. Right. So we're talking about substance and not just looks. When you talk about being great at something, it's going to require you to dig internally and figure out what you're made of on the inside, not just the outside. The outside is cool. Look, man. But some people focus everything on the outside. As I tell you all all the time, all y'all look good. There's so many fine, beautiful, handsome people in the world. Everybody look good. Like you are not going to have a shortage of good looking people on social media. If you scroll, you probably shouldn't be scrolling too much because it's too many good looking people out there. And what I'm saying is that you could just get drawn into anything off of looks alone. But a lot of these looks don't have no substance behind them. And that's just the reality. A lot of things that look good and it's a hollow door. It ain't got nothing in it. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, verse 12. So Jesse sent for him. Uh, this was what happened was, you know, hey, Samuel had looked at all the other sons. It's like, yo, God, this none of them are the one. They look, they looked the part, but none of them are it. And then Jesse is like, I mean, but we got, I mean, the young boy is in the field. It can't be him. So this is the first thing I want you to think about is like, you can be great at something. You can be better. You, you might be overlooked. You might just not look like the best person. Greatness ain't about and doing what, doing what you love, what you really love and what you have action behind. It ain't about something just looking good, a good looking career. It, oh, they make a lot of money. It's about knowing and understanding the substance behind it. All right. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one anoint him. All right. Verse 13. So as David stared, stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil, olive oil. He had brought and anointed David with the oil and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. All right. I, there's a couple things I really want to point out from here. First of all, what was dope was God said after um, Samuel saw um, the first brother and just was looking at his looks. God said, look, I don't judge off of the looks man judge off the looks. I judge off the heart. Right. It would make you think that then he must going to be picking somebody ugly. But then he gets to picking David and it says in verse 12, let's go back to it. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. This and the Lord said, this is the one anoint him. So what's my point here? When we talk about balance and substance, it doesn't mean that what you love don't look good or what you want to be great at still doesn't have those some of those superficial aspects. David still looked good. But David had something that his brother didn't have in substance. There was something in David. There was a greatness in David that he had that God knew he could work with and had created him for that his brothers just didn't have. And so what I'm saying is as you're looking at what you love, similar to what I did when I talked about looking at rap, uh, looking at basketball versus business, all of them look good. All of them have, you know, perks and things like that. But the first two for me didn't have the substance behind who I really felt like God created me to be and what God wanted me to do. There's some substance for me behind music versus me just being a star on a stage with thousands of people screaming my name and saying they love me and I say I love them back. I didn't find personally, I'm not taking a shot at nobody who does music. I still do music. I've been on plenty of stages doing music, so I'm not taking a shot. But what I'm saying is that ultimately there was not enough substance in that career path for me. So business became the path where I felt that there was a substance behind helping people. I've been able to help people in business. I've been able to uh, work with 
uh, diverse uh, suppliers or uh, make connections that um, going back, end up helping my community. I've been able to do some things and put my hand in some things that just have more substance for me, who I am, who I believe that I am. And then I could take these experiences and bring them back to inspire guys, people. And that for me was bigger than me just going on a stage and dressing sweet and people screaming my name. You get what I'm saying? So you got to know you. And then here's the other thing that I really like. Um, in verse 13, it says, and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully uh, upon David from that day on. Um, look, I love that. Once David was anointed as king, like the spirit of God came on him powerfully um, from that day on. So let, let's jump into these last two um, last two scriptures. All right. The King David effect verse 16, first uh, Samuel 16, verse 17. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. What I'm pointing out here is that David didn't just look good. He was great and he was great at a lot of things. And it is okay to be a Christian and be great at stuff that don't seem churchy. All right. So verse 18, one of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from uh, from Bethlehem is a talented heart player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war and has good judgment. He is also a fine looking young man and the Lord is with him. Wait a minute. So David was all these things. He ain't just look good. Hold on. We got to go back. He ain't just look good. He was a talented heart player. He was a brave warrior, an elite warrior. Actually, he was one of the elite. Um, He had good judgment and he was fine looking. We know that he slew Goliath. We know that he was a man after God's own heart. Again, he's saying like, what is my point with all of this? My point is, it is time for you to give yourself permission to be great. Give yourself permission to go on the proving grounds and see what type of car you are, to see what type of engine you have under your hood, to see what type of features you have, and also see what type of improvements you need to make. You have to give yourself the permission to be great. Imagine a Lamborghini that never went over 30 miles an hour. That is a waste of a car. At the end of the day, you got this car that is zero to 60 in two seconds, costs $400,000, and you're going to drive around for 30 miles an hour in that car. That's a waste of it. And what I'm saying is that some of us are Lamborghinis doing 30 in a 70 uh, speed limit zone. We in a slow lane, just trucking along in life. No plan. Oh, I don't even know. You a Lamborghini and don't even know it. And that's what I'm trying to talk to people and tell you, like, there is more in you than you think. When I didn't make it at basketball, some people only knew me for hooping. It's like, dang, what you going to do, Jay? You got a hoop. I'm like, it's something more in me. When I didn't make it in music, then some people that only know me for music, like, oh, man, what happened to this? Like, you was in the group and y'all was doing this. And then you start doing your own thing. Like, man, what up with the me? And I tell people all the time. The greatest thing I've done ain't the greatest thing I'll do. The greatest person I was is not the greatest person I'll be. Like I have more to offer than what you've seen. And I have given myself over the past 10 years, the permission to be great, the permission to test those limits, the permission to figure out like, yo, Jay, like, let's see, like just exactly what you are capable of. And it's time for you to give yourself the permission to do the same, y'all. All right. Be great, and it will open doors for you to do what you love. My whole argument here is that we focus more on doing what we love than being great at something. When you become great at something, it opens other doors versus just doing what you love and never being great at it. And so some people have told themselves, I want to, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm sorry, man. I, I get it. I understand the sentiment. I do. But to me, if you never work a day in your life, you're not giving all you can give. You must not be maxing out the love. You get what I'm saying? Now, again, I get the sentiment. I understand what's trying to be said. Like, well, if you love it, you're not working. What I'm saying is you need to test out that love. You can't just lean on that quote and that idea. There may be some truth to that. I'm not trying to take a shot. But what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, it's got to be more to it than love and love is an action. And when I say it got to be more to it than love, I'm talking about the feeling of love or lust. It has to be the substance of love and the action behind it for God. So loved the world 
that he gave. He did something. You feel what I'm saying? And so hopefully you'll take this content today and you'll do something with it. And you'll like and subscribe this video and listen to the podcast audio. You'll share this. Like, look, man, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Inspire Guys People. Even if you're watching this on Facebook or somewhere else, check us out on YouTube. I will tell you this about the YouTube. The YouTube, the one advantage for the YouTube is I create additional content throughout the week. So everywhere else, you just get the podcast like this. But on YouTube, I create other videos and live streams as well. Facebook does get those as well. So I can't lie about that. But for whatever reason, I want people to watch on YouTube versus Facebook. Um, I do want you watching on Facebook, but I, and that may be easier. I'm just saying the preferred method of viewing is YouTube. That's the area I'm trying to grow and build upon. So look, man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Hit me up, Music at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. Matter of fact, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me just, let me run the little banner at the bottom so you can check, uh, check out the email address and, uh, email me. Let me know your thoughts of the show. If there's any other, uh, content that you want me to make videos on or books to review or people to interview and those type of things, uh, you know, shoot them to me. It doesn't mean I'm going to do them all at once, y'all. Uh, but it means that, you know, I do add things to the list and I try to do them in the right timing, um, when it feels like the right time. And so look, man, I love y'all. That ain't just a feeling. I put some action behind it by creating this content every single week and hopefully it blesses you. And I want to hear if it blesses you, man. I love hearing back the feedback and the testimonies, whether it's email, DM, whatever it is. Let me know how this content is changing your life. You have an amazing, amazing day. Yo, amazing. Be I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die. Is it fake to fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me. When you blame the haters. God made you. God made you. You're the reason you ain't made it. You're the Focus off the fame. See the purpose that he gave you. Create to lift his name. Jesus. That's how we go from down and out to made new. I can see the newer you, the safe soul. It's deeper than the dollars in the pesos. The devil is still on attack. You gotta be quicker than that. Store the treasure in heaven. You can't be richer than that. I mean, how you gonna be richer than that?